Hello, hello, and welcome to Facing Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Lakia Barnett. It is such a beautiful Friday, you guys. I'm so excited about today's show. I hope and pray that your Thanksgiving was off the hook because mine's was. It was so nice to um to take a breather for a second and just be around a small, small handful of people. Um, because you guys know we still have COVID, so we were very careful and but still having fun all at the same time. So, um, I pray that everybody's Thanksgiving was refreshing and that you still made it work, regardless if you were with your families or not. Um, I just hope that you guys had a lovely time. So, today, you guys, I am so excited about my guests. You guys, um, <laughs> I love to hear about testimonies. You know, my ministry is based off of testimonies and we love to hear about that. And um, so without further ado, I'm not going to hold this thing up because I'm triple excited to speak with her. Um, so I'm introducing um, to you guys, um, Nisha Bates. Nisha, are you there? I am here. Yay! I'm so <laughs> triple excited. As y'all can see, y'all, I be like 100, but this is because I have a passion what I do. And I love um, to speak with people all around the world. So this is just so beautiful. Um, how are you, Nisha? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, my Thanksgiving was definitely different, but it was really nice. It was a small group of people, like you said, because, you know, we have to social distance, but it, it turned out to be better than I expected. Amen. Well, that's good. You know, how many of you all that are listening once a day know that this is an unusual year. So mm -hmm. a lot of unusual things are happening, but it's all for the good. Trust me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't find it strange how God is doing things. I don't find it strange that the world is on punishment right now. That's what <laughs> I call it. Because some things have to get done and some things have to get completed. Amen. So mm -hmm. I would just utilize this time because it won't be like this forever. Okay. So, um, Nisha, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? Tell us about yourself. Well, um, my name is Naisha Bates. Um, I have three children, uh, two biologically and one from my marriage. And, um, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love love. I love marriage. And I was so honored when I was asked to be a part of this podcast because this is this is right up my alley. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like second nature to me. So I love it. I'm just excited about it. Yes. And you sound like a natural, too. You <laughs> sound like a natural. I know those voices when I hear it. I know an authentic sound when I hear it. And that is definitely you all the way. Yeah. So I love that you just tapped upon marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, listen, listen. I when I was seeking out um, for individuals to be on here, I just because right now God has me in this posture of how can we help single women mm -hmm. to remain in their waiting space until their husbands are released, which we know right now mm -hmm. um, the husbands are being released. Amen. So <laughs> Amen. This ain't going to be this ain't going to be no wait all day, 60 days. <laughs> 30 years for marriages. God loves covenant. Amen. Right. So listen, with this authentic voice that we have on here today, y'all, I want y'all to begin to share, 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 share. Tag all your single friends, everybody. I just want y'all to hit them up like a fight and struck down your street. That's you know, right. whatever you need to do because this is an alarm in this mm -hmm. season because we need us the you know the single women to really understand what marriage really looks like a lot of people don't like to talk the truth but i love to hear about different 
um, people coming forth and talking about marriage because it's such a covenant, but there's also this for better, for worse. Yes. A lot of people don't understand that because you don't know what your marriage is going to look like Come after on, That's the right. wedding is over. Amen. Yes. Yes. So Nisha, I'm going to turn this over to you. And however God leads you, you go on and flow. I'm going to sit back and listen to you. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, um, as I, I first stated, um, I was married for 12 years. And uh, was all 12 of those years beautiful? Mm -mm, absolutely not. Not at all. Um, the first three years of our marriage, it was it was difficult. We went through some things because we were learning each other. You know, most people get married with the whole concept of, oh, it's going to be roses. Everything's beautiful. But that's not the case. Um, you know, marriage takes work. It takes sacrifices. I mean, you're not going to always agree. You're not going to see eye to eye. But once you put God first and, and keep your family out your business, Things will tend to turn around for you. And that's what happened with us. Um, you know, like I stated the first three years, it was a little difficult. I was like, Lord, I know you didn't send him for me. <laughs> this something right, you know, but maybe I need to get a refund on that, that fee for the marriage license because th this ain't it, you know. But at that time when I met my husband, he wasn't saved. And, you know, he was just this guy from Brooklyn. You know, with this Brooklyn attitude, like, you know, I'm the man, this, that, and the other. He talked loud. And it was like, sir, can you bring it down? Um, I need you at a two. You at a 10 right now. And it was always like that with him. But once we got in tuned and we both decided to say yes to God and we both got saved, he was a totally different person. Totally different person. So year four up until year 12, when he passed, before he passed away, it was like, wow, I was ready to walk away and give all of this up. You know, it was, it was beautiful. Our marriage was beautiful. We had times where we had to compromise. We had to go without, without our family knowing, because at that point, my husband was a very private man, very private. And he said, look, it's just me, you and God. That's all we got. And it was that way. It, that, that's all we had. He was a one. When I tell you wonderful, God blessed me. He really did. He blessed me with one of the jewels that it's, it's like he just picked it out for me. It's like, here you go. Now, and I go find her. And he found me. <laughs> and it was beautiful. It, our marriage was beautiful. It was built on God. That was our foundation. and. He once he got saved, he was a totally different person. He went from this guy that just, you know, hung out and and I was that wife at home, you know, because I was around my grandmother a lot and she was like, you know, you honor your marriage and I was very passive and like, okay, honey, you know, whatever. I was a doting wife at home, whatever you say, no problem. But once he got saved and he got his feet planted, and he started running for God. It's like he never looked back. We could be, we went to the furniture store just to buy furniture. We wound up being in that furniture store for three hours. He talking to this man about God. And he would always say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't know my story or where I've come from. And he did not come from a place that was, you know, a two parent household or it was very, you know, favorable for him. He was in and out of foster care, mother on drugs and 
different things. But once he got saved, that relationship was mended with his mother. It made our relationship better. Um, it, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. So I tell all these single women that want to get married, don't be in love with the idea of getting married because marriage takes work after the dust settles and the honeymoon is over. That's when the real work starts. Like, what are you going to do when y'all have that disagreement and you don't want to talk to him. He don't want to talk to you. How can you be in the same household and y'all not talking to each other? You know what I mean? It, it can't, it can't be that way. You know, I was always raised. You never go to sleep and not tell each other you love, you love one another. Never let the sun go down on your wrath is what the older folks used to say. And I picked up that trait, even though I'd be mad, hot like fire. <laughs> don't want to talk. I would still have to turn around and be like, I love you. Good night. And say it with an attitude, but I'm going to say it though. And I meant it because I did. Because who's the, and my granny used to always say, you never know. One of you may not wake up. Then what? You're going to remember that very last argument or disagreement that you had. And my husband used to always say, my wife and I won't argue. We just, we talk loud and we have, uh, we exchange words, but <laughs> we don't argue. I'm like, isn't that the same thing though? No. He's like, no, babe, no, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. So, you know, you, you never, and, and, and also be careful because nowadays you don't know what you're going to get, not just with the COVID going on, but AIDS is real. You know what I mean? It, it's okay to be single and satisfied by yourself. It's okay. But if you're seeking a husband, then you need to seek God first because you don't need to be seeking him. You you need to let him find you. Like, don't go out in the store shopping looking for him. Let him find you. Because, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to start preaching. But, you know, the word says, he that findeth the wife findeth the good thing and obtain favor with God. And you don't want to be looking for a man. It's right. Don't, don't be looking for somebody else's neither. <laughs> you don't be looking for somebody else's either. You know what I mean? You, you got to be careful. Be careful for nothing. I mean, it's it's serious because you don't want to get in a situation like that. And you wondering why this, this marriage ain't working. We always fighting. We always arguing. And, and this is going on and that's going on because that, that man don't belong to you. You know, you got to be very, very careful and mindful of your options and your choices that you make. Have I always done everything perfect? Nope. Not at all. Have I missed the mark? Yep. Mm -hmm. Probably still missing the mark. But you got to be very, very careful when you're looking to get married. Now, once you get married, you're going to lose some friends. I did because they felt as though I thought I was better than them and I couldn't hang out with them no more as late as I used to or we couldn't go out after work and hang out at the mall till the mall closed no more. Listen, I, I'm somebody's wife. I got to get home. I need to make sure my husband's dinner is ready. You know, and and they didn't understand that. So you're going to lose some friends, but it's okay. It's okay because if they was really your friends, they would understand and they would stick around and they would be there for you and help you get through that. But if not, hmm, it's okay. I feel as though I didn't lose anything. Once they was gone, it was like, whew, you realize how much you did for them. So now you got to put this energy into your marriage and making your marriage work. Yep, but um, that I think that's all the advice that I have. 
so far. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I am really over here tearing up, and I have to say this. I don't do this a lot, but I can be a crybaby sometimes, especially when things hit my heart the way that it did just now. Um, because I literally feel like so many people need to hear this, single and married mm -hmm. people. And in this economy right now, with what, what has taken place in 2020, it really is an eye-opener eye mm -hmm. for what you are saying. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have lost their marriages in this yes. COVID because they could not sustain. Mm -hmm. And what I like about what you said is that your foundation <laughs> was God. Mm -hmm. It was solid. Mm -hmm. What I also like about what you said is that your husband wasn't saved. And I need you to go back to this because for some reason the Holy Ghost is like, look, here goes some arrows. I need you to stay right here real quick. Because a lot of people, they have this thing where, oh, my husband has to be a preacher, got to be in a pulpit. Listen, where God sends you, it is for a reason. My God. And just because somebody's appearance is like it is does not mean they're not called. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're not chosen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're not appointed. Because the ones that you're really looking mm -hmm. at that you think aren't those things, they really are. Amen. Amen. You're right. I'm going to say this to you. Like, I need you to just tell me, like, well, not tell me, but tell the people that are listening because... Some people, um, I don't know why I'm seeing this in the spirit. I'm literally seeing women who feel like the 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 uh, the the men that they have are not good enough, or they're not the ones that everybody would have thought they would have ended up with. And these are and, and what I'm seeing in the spirit is like powerful women of God. They're 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 underdogs. They're 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 ones that have authentic sounds like you, but get overlooked, and ain't nobody really paying attention. And then they have the same kind of spouse that's an underdog, oh, oh, underlook, you know, and things like that. And it's it's almost like, oh, this person needs to be like this. And I, I literally see these women kind of hiding these men because they're like, well, if they still um, smoking a cigarette, then that don't mean God can't hmm. use them. I'm going to need people to stop doing that. I'm really going to need for people to stop doing that because just because you see this man of God, I'm mm -hmm. going to say that cigarette does that take him out of the father's mm -mm. hand nope. no it doesn't nope so can you elaborate on that for me because i don't know why god is like literally showing me this in the spirit like and it's hitting home for me definitely for sure mm -hmm. um and i just i just need you to elaborate on that a little bit um, okay Nisha. no problem <laughs> i mean you are so right because it, it it's a stereotype like they have to look a certain way they have to be a preacher they have to do no 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 when my husband and I first got together, he used to go to church in Brooklyn because his granny sent him to church. He had no choice, but he didn't know that a seed was being planted for his life. And when he and I got together, he's like, oh, wow, you know, you a church girl and, you know, you code your guy real strict and this, that, and the other. Yeah, that's okay, though. So I kept inviting him to church and he kept coming to church. Well, one day, this this gold teeth wearing, because he was from New York, so he had grills. And he felt as though I can't come to your church because, you know, y'all dress up all nice and I just got jeans and button. Listen, come as you are. Well, he kept coming as he was. He got saved. And when I say saved, he was set apart. He was plucked out from that group that he used to hang out with. 
he had no desire to want to run back and forth to New York to go out to the clubs while his wife was at home Saturday night, getting ready for Sunday school the next morning. He had no desire to do those things anymore. He wanted me to be up on his shirt and, you know, getting his stuff together for the next day so we could go to church together as a family. And once he started going to church and he got saved, it didn't stop there for him. He was always an extremist anyway in the streets. So when he got to, you know, on over to this side, he said, well, you know what? I, I want to find out about what this Holy Ghost is about. I, I need to know what this thing is about. He said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to try God at his word. I'm going to pray. I want some suits. I want to look like the men up there. I want some suits. Okay. God started blessing him with suits, then shoes. And then it became out of control because I, I had to share classes then at that point. But he was not an ordained elder. He was not an ordained preacher or anything like that. But what he was, was ordained by God. And God called him to preach at such a young age. And it was pre his pulpit was the classroom that he was in to his students. He didn't have to go in the Bible and go verse for verse and, and say, oh, well, this, that's and thou and none of that. No, 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 no. He broke it down to them and he let them know where he came from. And he also let them know, look, if God could do it for me, he can do it for you. He didn't just stop there. No matter where we went, he always shared the goodness of God. And I'll tell you, you know, our whole marriage and his life was a testimony and it was designed by God specifically. The house that I live in right now, Christmas Eve will be one year that I have been living in this house. My husband and I desired to get a house. First one didn't go through. We was disappointed. And he was like, God, why would you allow this to happen? God knew. So he prayed about it. We went to our realtor. She said, all right, we went looking again. This was in September of last year. We went looking again. We found this house. And we said, mm, well, maybe. When I walked in the door and I looked around, I said, honey, this is it. He said, are you sure? Now, I'm painting a picture for you. It was a ladder in the middle of the floor, dust everywhere, stuff, light fixtures hanging. Nothing was put together perfect, just like my husband. He wasn't put together perfect. He had some stuff that God had to clean up just like this house. But when we got into this house, we went to close on the deal. The realtor and the broker at the time was saying, you know, this is nothing but a miracle. This house never even went on the market. This house belonged to my boss, which was my realtor. I said, well, you know what God has for you is for you. And I told my husband, if we get it, we get it. Everything was running smoothly until two weeks before we were to close. Things start popping up. Oh, you need this money. You need that money. You need to do this. You need to do that. We sat, we talked with the broker and he said, you know, I, I wasn't in because my mom is very ill. My husband said, can I pray for you, for your mom? He said, sure. If you think that's going to help. He said, listen, I know a man <laughs> and it's going to help. So he sat with the broker and we prayed with that man. We didn't think nothing of it. Time went on. The next week, everything was in. He said, all right, I got you clear to close. Everything's working smoothly. December 23rd, our realtor called us and she said, have you talked to the broker yet? My husband and I said, no, we didn't talk to him. Why? She said, I'm right now. I'm here at his Christmas party that he gives for the company. She said, that man donated $5,000 towards your closing. Hallelujah. He donated $5,000 towards your closing. We didn't even need the money. Did not Jesus. need the money at all. And he called my husband. He said, I just want to let you know, 
Nobody but God could have done this. Now you're talking about a man that didn't even believe in God, didn't even serve God. He said, but now I'm mm-hmm. a believer. He wrote it out in the email. Now I'm a believer. His mother was doing well. Things was going well for him after that prayer. So I'm saying that to say this. Things may look a little bleak and everything may not look like it's picture perfect. He may not be that minister or that ordained elder that you think that he should be. But a license is just a piece of paper because when God calls somebody, (laughs) he puts them up. Can't nobody else take them down. And that's how it was until the day that my husband died right before he went to the hospital the final time. He sat on the couch and he said, honey, I want you to put on TD. I mean, uh, Bishop Patterson. I said, okay, which one would you like to listen to? I want to listen to the story of Job. I said, okay. Mm. I put it on and I I came upstairs and, you know, we waited for the EMTs and my husband let out this holler of hallelujah that is, it's known all throughout our district, our jurisdiction and church, because they said, oh yeah, that's, that's brother Jason up there. Because when the service would try to cool down a little bit, he it got good to him. It got way down on the inside. And he just released that hallelujah. And everybody knew he was in the building. But I'm telling you, whew, just because you may think that they are not that elder or that minister that you think that they should be, just allow God to use them and put them up front. Because my husband used to sit in the back like, oh, no, no, I don't want to be up front. I don't have on a suit. I don't have this. I don't have that. But what he had was something bigger than those clothes on his back. He had God and he had the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost, whoo, it'll keep you. It'll teach you. It'll guide you and lead you. And that's what happened to him. So it was easy for me to be submissive to a man that was submissive to God. Amen. Amen. I'm no, over I, here crying, I, y'all. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying because people really need to hear this. They need to hear of a, a, um, a woman of resilience, even a man of resilience. Cause that's what I saw in the spirit on him is that he was a man of resilience. Anything that he could, anything he put his mind to, mm-hmm. or he set his mind to, he would go after it. And I, and I, I just thank you for ex- saying yes, because I keep telling people, it's mm-hmm. not about you. You know how many people that are mm-hmm. attached to you that are, is looking for a lifeline to throw at them so they can just catch it and, and go forth. And this, this touched my heart so, so much. It really did. And I've never Ooh. been teary added on my podcast <laughs> before, but I am today. I am teary added to, I don't even know, to a capacity like no other, because I'm just sitting up here like, God, you yes. are awesome. You are an awesome God. And so many people have counted yes. people out. They counted marriages out and, and what I like about what you said is keep people That's out it. of your marriage because those are the things that can rip it apart, you know, and, 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 and I love how you mm-hmm. stood by him. I love how you accepted him at mm-hmm. face value. You mm-hmm. didn't try to change him. You understood what it was to be. Um, a woman of God that had to go into her prayer closet. Anything that you needed God to do in your husband, you took it to prayer. You ain't take it to his face because one thing my spiritual mom used to tell me all the time, shout out to her. She would say to us, all the married women, don't y'all be sitting over there beating this man in the head just because he's not doing what you want him to do right now. The encounter has to happen first. There's an encounter. 
encounter with God that has to take place with that man or that woman before they can get into that. Your job is That's only it. to pray. That's it. And, and a lot of people do not understand this. I'm going to tell you this right now, Nisha. Listen, <laughs> I'm so excited. I had just got through telling one of my spiritual sisters that I had saw in the spirit a conference for Ooh. 2021. I saw a bunch of single women in there and I saw a bunch of married women in there. And I said, I, Lord, I said, I see speakers coming in and pouring in and pouring in. And you know what the Lord just revealed to me on this podcast? Let me show you how God works a thing. Cause I believe this is a divine connection and you got to understand what God is doing in this hour. It is severe. God is saying, I need people to come forth. I need all these underdogs that was hiding in the cave to come out because people are looking for the authentic the authentic voices. They're not mm -hmm. looking for no sugarcoating. They ain't looking for no ones that want to be fake and false. No, he's not looking for that. God revealed to me, you should be one of the oh, speakers man. for this conversation. Because I kept saying, I said, God, send the people. Who are they? Mm -hmm. I see the vision. Mm -hmm. I see it. Because there's so many marriages that are on ice. They drowning. They is drowning. And then there's a lot of single women that need to be poured into. They need to hear authentic stories like this so they can understand. Listen, you are the bride of Christ right now until your husband gets to you. That's who you submitting to. That's you praying for your husband ahead of time before he even right, get here. Right. You ahead of time right. before he even get here. <laughs> Amen. So I am excited. I'm excited. The more I kept listening to you, I said, oh. I can see this lady. She <laughs> need to be in there. In there. Amen. I so, Nisha, with, with your story, I understand that um your husband yeah. has passed away. Can you take me down that road um briefly and just before the ones that may be listening, because I'm trying to appear to all the ears that are going to hear this and that are listening now. Um, how how did that make you feel? Like what what was your your reaction to finding out that your husband, this man that you watched grow from point A to point B and something just happened um, in this marriage, which caused your husband to pass away. What, what Lord, like explain that well, to me. It, it was definitely crippling at first um, because I had talked to him that Saturday before he passed and he said, babe, I got to go on this ventilator because I, I can't breathe. And I, I feel like, I feel like I'm dying. And I said, what? Don't you say that life and death is in the power of the tongue. You don't say that. And he said, well, mm -hmm. I'm going to go on this ventilator. I won't be able to talk to you for a couple of days, but don't worry. My birthday is coming up. My birthday is Tuesday. I should be home by then. You know, you know what? We're going to have a good time. Just me and you in the house for my birthday. I said, okay, no problem. He said, all right, I love you. I said, wait, before you go, I'm going to pray. He said, okay, all right, babe. So I prayed. And after I prayed, the nurse said, wow, I felt better after that prayer. I said, well, good. You take care of my husband. She said, okay. I hung up the phone. He called me right back. He said, babe. I said, yes. I left the debit card in the checkbook. Make sure you pay the mortgage. I said, okay. Make sure you send my tithes in. I said, okay. And don't be late for church. I said, honey, church is on Zoom. How am I going to be late? He said, don't be late logging in. I said, all right, no problem. That Saturday, 
I was last time I talked to him. Sunday, I called to check on him. Oh, he's doing okay. You know, this is happening. That's happening. Okay, no problem. So I called two, three times a day to check. That Monday I called. Um, He had a bad night, they said, but, you know, he was okay. So that Tuesday I called. It was his birthday. And I said, um, how is he doing today? And they said, oh, he's doing a little bit better today. Um, but, you know, he had a bad night. I said, okay. That Wednesday morning, I called. It seemed like they had me on hold forever. No one would give me any information. They said, oh, the doctor's going to call you right back. Okay, the nurse calls me. She says, um, I'm just calling because I need permission to run a pick line because your husband is so swollen and we need to get for medication because his blood pressure is dropping. I said, listen, what are the side effects? So she ran through the side effects. I said, you do whatever you need to do to save my husband's life. And she said, okay. This is around nine o'clock in the morning. I sat there and I began praying and I prayed. I didn't call anybody. I didn't call my mother, the kids, no one. I just prayed and I remember sitting there looking at the television. I said, mm -mm. it wasn't settling right in my spirit. I felt like it was a tugging for me to call back call back at 10 o'clock. Uh, the doctor's going to give you a call back. I said, okay. I'm waiting and waiting. And it felt like the longest hour of my life. I called back again. Um, we're going to have to give you a call right back. Listen, someone needs to tell me what's going on. Okay. We're going to have the doctor call you right back. Doctor calls me back. Oh, hi, Miss Bates. I'm just calling. I'm the doctor who ran the pick line in your husband's neck. And, you know, um, it went in fine. I said, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, we, we noticed that, uh, the bag, the bag was filling up with blood. So it was blood in his stomach. I said, okay. And we had to shock his heart twice. We did CPR for about 20 minutes. Okay. And, uh, we noticed blood was coming out of his mouth. Okay. How was my husband now? Um, I'm sorry, Ms. Bates, Jason didn't make it. And, and I remember sitting there feeling nothing. It was like, I just replayed everything he said in my head again and again and again. And after a while, I remember him saying, hello, hello. And I said, um, how was Jason? He said, Jason didn't make it. I said, no. <laughs> No, no. And I remember feeling this feeling and I said, no, my husband is going to be okay. He said he was coming home and I know that he's going to be okay. He's a strong man. So unless I can physically come to the hospital and see him, I don't believe it. Well, Miss Bates, because of COVID, you're not allowed. And I remember sitting there and I just stared at the wall. And he said, is there someone I can call for you? And I said, call his sister because I can't tell her. She'll tell his mom or whoever. He said, okay. And I remember hanging up the phone and I was like, it can't be true. No, it's, it's, it's not true. And I called his mom and she lives all the way in Connecticut and and I remember telling her, and it was like she dropped the phone. I heard nothing. 
And suddenly I just got sick, really sick on my stomach and I was so nauseous. And after I hung up the phone with her, I don't even remember calling my daughter. She said I did. I don't remember calling my sister or my mom or anybody. But I just remember sitting there looking at the wall saying, God, I, I know this isn't true. It can't be true. It, it, it No. Mm -mm. He said he was coming home. That's what he told me. And anything that he's ever told me, he's always delivered on. See, I was a spoiled wife and my husband did any and everything for me, gave me any and everything. No matter how he had to do it, he was going to make sure I had it. So him telling me he was coming home, I believed it. So when they told me that he passed away, I said, no, no, no. But not one time during that whole process did I blame God, did I charge him foolishly and say, God, why would you do this to none of that? I did say why, but I didn't, you know, curse God and say, you know, oh, I'm never going to, uh, you know, look to you again or none of that. Mm -mm. I was like, God, what do I do now? That was my question. What now? God, you know the situation. You you know I'm a pretty much kept wife. <laughs> like, what do I do now, God? And at that point, God was like, I'm all you got. I'm all you got. You can't look to your husband now. So now you got to look to me even more. And I remember instantly in January and watch night service, I remember praying and saying, God, I want you to stretch me this year. I didn't tell him how, and I didn't think he was going to do it like this. But I said, God, I want you to stretch me more this year. I want to seek after you more. I want to just seek your face more. I want to do more in ministry. But I didn't think that God was going to do it like this. And at that point, I remember the night that he passed away. It was on a Wednesday, the day after his birthday. I remember my husband saying, don't be late for church. Wednesday night is our Bible class. I logged on to Zoom. And I remember just looking at the screen and I just took my picture. I just put my picture up and I'm just laying there, just listening to the whole lesson. And I logged off that night. I laid in the guest room because I was sleeping in the guest room at that point. I couldn't go to the master bedroom. I just couldn't do it. And I remember the kids being here. And I remember laying on the bed and I just cried myself to sleep. And I was like, God, I need you to help me because right now I'm in a place where I just can't get any peace. And peace of mind is more important than anything. And God, I can't get any peace. I need you just to give me peace, please. I was pleading with God, please begging him, please. I just need peace. And I remember my baby girl, she, she was sleeping downstairs, her and my oldest daughter. And... I would try not to cry because I didn't want her to hear me crying. She didn't want me to hear her crying. And I remember laying on the bed and we have a lab and my husband and I had this dog since he was three months old and he came upstairs and he laid on the floor next to the bed and he looked up at me. Then he walked out. He walked to the master bedroom to the door because the doors were closed and he would just lay in front of the door. He came back the second time. And he sat up and he just looked and he was just looking up in the ceiling, just looking back and forth. And I'm looking at him and I didn't think anything of it. So the next night, I mean, the next morning, my baby girl came upstairs. She said, mommy, 
She said, I want to tell you something, but I don't want you to get scared. I said, yeah. She said, I was laying downstairs. She said, and I, I was crying myself to sleep and I was praying. I said, okay. She said, and I was praying, asking God just to let my daddy just come back just one last time, just to give you peace and just hug you so you could get some sleep. She said, and I opened up my eyes, mommy. She said, and I looked and it looked like it was just a shadow just going up the stairs and it stopped and looked back. She said, and after that, I didn't hear you crying anymore. You just went to sleep. I checked on you. You were sleeping. I said, oh my God. That must be around the time when the dog was upstairs and he was just looking around. He wagged his tail a little bit, laid down, and the dog went to sleep. The next night, my girls, you know, they said, Mommy, I'm going home to get clothes. I'm coming back. I said, okay. I remember sitting in my house at the desk and I set all the alarms on the house and I heard like someone was coming in the door. And I called out for my daughters. It wasn't either one of them. I looked out the window. I didn't see their cars, so it wasn't them. So I got the dog. I said, come on, you coming with me. We went downstairs looking around to make sure everything was locked up. I checked the keypad. The alarm was still on. Came back upstairs. I sat down. And it did it again. I went back downstairs. I looked again. I called the alarm company. They said, Miss Bates, we don't see anything wrong. Looks like everything's okay. I said, okay. I came upstairs and I sat down and I said, honey, I don't know if that's you or not, but it scares me. I don't want you to do that. I'm okay with it. I never heard that alarm do that again, like it did that night. And now this is my new normal. It has taken some getting used to because I'm used to that covering that I had. My husband was my covering. That was my rock. When things wasn't going right, when I was still working, I'll call him up. He said, we're going to pray about it. We would pray. We prayed together. Two nights before he got really ill the last time and went back to the hospital. He laid across the bed and we were watching television. And he said, turn the TV on mute, babe. I said, okay. He said, I just want to pray. I said, okay. And he began praying. And he got so deep into this prayer, he began speaking in tongues. And he said, you know, people are serving God for the wrong reasons. They're serving God because of what he can do for them, but not because of who he is. They better realize that Jesus is soon to come. It's no time to be playing around and playing games. And it's like he preached this whole sermon to me two days before he went in the hospital. It's like the Lord was preparing him to kind of prepare me for what was to come. Because I tell you, I think a week before that, I was in the kitchen. And I was telling my mom, I said, Mom, I just had this unusual burst of joy just come over me. And I don't know what it is. And she said, oh, that's good. You better hold on to that. I said, I am. And it was like God was just cushioning the blow. Like, listen, I'm going to have to take him. But don't worry, I'm still here. So now at this point, all I can do is just look to God. Not just look to God, but look to God. Because he's my everything. I got to look to him for financial advice, how to pay bills, how to do this, how to do that. When I tell you, my husband did everything. He did everything for me. I didn't have to worry about a thing. And it's like now that He's not here. 
I told the family, I said, listen, this right, mm-mm. I'll never do this again. Mm-mm, nope, never. Uh-uh. Don't want to be bothered. They better not look this way. I don't got nothing for them. <laughs> you know, all this said, you're young. God has not designed you just to be alone by yourself. I, my granny did it. Why can't I do it? She said, your grandmother was also older than you. No, it, it, that's not how it's going to be. Uh-huh. Don't worry. God will send someone your way. But I feel like it's scary. Because I don't want to make the mistake of comparing them to him and say, oh, don't do it like Jay. Mm-mm. Nope, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> because that could potentially happen. So I'm just going to sit back and wait and see what God has for me. Amen. 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 I am feeling inspired. Um, <laughs> I've been crying probably yeah, the too. whole time you've been talking. And um, this has been a, I feel like this is a good healing session. It really is. Um, And I thank you, um, Nisha, so much for really, really um, pouring out Mm -hmm. and being very transparent. I believe that so many people are going to reach out after this. I I can see it because um, Mm -hmm. this is what people need to hear. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And talking to you, it made me think about the play that mm-hmm. I wrote months before COVID. And I was like, God, why am I writing this? And he said, I need mm-hmm. you to write this. And the play is called wow. um, Lost in Love. And the play, uh, <laughs> and I said, well, where are we going with this? So it's like literally God was showing me the vision while I was writing. I can literally see mm-hmm. every scene inch by inch while I'm writing. And it talked about, uh, uh, you know, three women who were getting Ooh. married on the same day. They don't even know each other. And then an angel shows up and says, y'all three want to be married so bad. I'm getting ready to show you mm. ahead of time what's going to happen. Mm. and I'm going to leave it at that I'm ready for it I'm going to leave it right there so when I'm talking when I'm talking to you it's reminding me why God gave me the purpose to write that play and I never could understand why are you giving me this and I kept telling one of um, you know one of the um, the ladies that works very close to me in my ministry I said (laughs) oh we got to get wedding dresses it got to look like this she like wedding dresses (laughs) And I'm like, yes, like I'm not playing. Right. I'm like, we gotta bring this in. The Lord wants That's us right. to talk right. about this thing, okay? And I and it was right before COVID. He gave me this play, and I wrote mm-hmm. it. And it's it's sitting, it's sitting. And listening to your story, <laughs> I said, Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Lord have mercy. So I'm just, you know, I'm amazed, mm-hmm. and I just want to speak over you that God is not done with you. This is your season of come out and break out. God is going to use your testimony for the greater, the glory that is upon your life, that sits on your life. He is going to do miraculous things in your life. Your life has already been supernatural. In case you haven't noticed, your life has already been uh, designed in such a way that (laughs) people are just like, what? Like, what? Like, for real. And I'm I'm telling you, um, it's so many women 
that needed to hear this that you just do not understand this i'm telling you this is like the best broadcast right now and i couldn't be more excited to have um been a witness to your testimony and i can't wait to see you um going forth in this season because so many need to know they need to know Mm -hmm. they need to get the real they need to get the raw truth and that's you that That is that is you so um i thank you so much but what Mm -hmm. i want you to do is let everybody know how they can find you and if you have any new projects anything you're working on let the people know um, about that (laughs) i'll tell you god is something else i after my husband passed away i totally walked away from what i was doing he and i was building a business um you know, of doing shirts and cups and things like that, because that's what I just enjoy doing. So I have a, a Instagram page and it's Naisha uh, B. Blingy Things. And it's just a couple of different designs on there that I have, like with the shirts and cups. And my husband was a, was big at, he was my biggest cheerleader. So he pretty much did the advertising for me. Um, but that's pretty much what I have going on now. Now I'm going back into it. Um, I have been doing like designing like the face mask and things like that. Um, but you can find me there. You can find me at um, Ms. Underscore Kojic on Instagram as well. Um, but that's that's all I have going on right now. I'm just trying to get in position to do whatever it is that God wants me to do. Um, you know, one of the mothers at my church said, your hands are blessed. You have to use them. And I've been shying away from that because, Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And my mother says, you can't keep running away from this thing, girl. You better just do it. If God gave you and you got multiple talents, why are you not using them? And I said, you know what? I don't want to waste them. So I'm I'm getting back into this thing and I'm going to do it full force because, I mean, God blessed me with these hands. I'm going to use them. Amen. Amen. I also see, oh, Jesus, I literally see you talking to a group of women that have lost their spouses. That's heavy. Wow. Because what you have, the anointing on your life, it's basically like a healing group. That's what I see. I see a healing group for you. And I see you being the, the, the person that's going to help these women to overcome, to bring them back to life. Because a lot of them may have died. Something in them yeah. died when their husbands went away. I literally see this group happening for you. And I want to say for you to trust God in this season and go forth in what he tells you to do. I, I accept it. I receive it. Amen. Amen. This will not be the last time that's anybody right. hears your voice. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. So um, I'm feeling led yeah. to pray us out. That's what I'm feeling led to do. So I'm just going to go with Holy Spirit because I right. don't rock by my rules. <laughs> I rock by his. And that's why I keep telling people this podcast is a whole nother something else. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to just start putting on the um on flyers. Uh, enter at your own risk. That's, that's right. what I'm going to say. <laughs> So, um, so Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for this podcast on today, Lord God. We thank you for everything that you are doing. We praise God for this vessel, Lord God, that you have brought forth on today. We bless her, Lord God. From the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, we just thank you for how she has been so transparent, so open, Lord God 
in her story, Lord God. And I speak blessings upon her life and upon her family's life on today, Lord God, that she will continue to do what you tell her to do, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We pray a hedge of protection over her right now as we um, allow you to continue to work in her to do the things that you're asking for her to do going into this new season. So we thank you for the people that are listening under the sound of our voices right now that somebody was moved, convicted of the heart. Somebody had a, a moment of transparency. Somebody had a moment of understanding, Lord God. So we pray that this podcast reaches far globally, Lord God, to your people, the ones who are assigned to hear this on today. We pray that it reaches them like never before. And we pray that the people that are supposed to come for her in her ministry that she will birth out, Lord God, we call it forth right now. We command it to come forth right now in the name of Jesus. So we just thank you, Lord, for all that you have done on today. We thank you, Lord, for the ears that are hearing, the ears that are being pierced, Lord God. We thank you right now on today. So in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So so thank you again, Nisha Basin. You know, we're going to stay connected even after this. And for all of you guys that were listening, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel amazing in my spirit. I feel like I can run through the house. I feel like all of that all in one. Um, This is the best Thanksgiving (laughs) aftermath. (laughs) So this is, this is great. So I want you guys to share this um, with everyone, you know, Um, somebody needs to hear this testimony on today. And remember you guys continue to follow the face and purpose um, podcast show page. Um, If you guys, if you're a woman and you're listening to me right now and you're saying, I have a testimony, you want to be a part of the ministry that's going to help you grow and help you keep going in God, that will be Tears of Purpose Monologue Ministries. You can actually find that at www.tearsofpurposemonologueministries.com. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, you simply just email me at barnettlakia at gmail.com, lowercase all lowercase letters, and I will be glad to bring you on. So we thank our guests today, and you guys, peace, love, and blessings, and you all have a good day. Hello, hello, and welcome to Facing Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Lakia Barnett. It is such a beautiful Friday, you guys. I'm so excited about today's show. I hope and pray that your Thanksgiving was off the hook because mine's was. It was so nice to um, to take a breather for a second and just be around a small, small handful of people because you guys know we still have COVID. So we were very careful and but still having fun all at the same time. So um, I pray that everybody's Thanksgiving was refreshing and that you still made it work, regardless if you were with your families or not. Um, I just hope that you guys had a lovely time. So today, you guys, I am so excited about my guests. You guys, um, I love to hear about testimonies. You know, my ministry is based off of testimonies and we love to hear about that. And um, so without further ado, I'm not going to hold this thing up because I'm triple excited to speak with her. Um, So I'm introducing um, to you guys, um, Nisha Bates. Nisha, are you there? I am here. Yay! I'm so (laughs) triple excited. As y'all can see, y'all, I be like 100, but this is because (laughs) I have a passion 
but what I do. And I love um, to speak with people all around the world. So this is just so beautiful. Um, how are you, Nisha? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, my Thanksgiving was definitely different, but it was really nice. It was a small group of people, like you said, because, you know, we have to social distance. But it, it turned out to be better than I expected. Amen. Well, that's good. You know, how many of you all that are listening once a day know that this is an unusual year. So a lot of unusual things are happening, but it's all for the good. Trust me. Um, I don't find it strange how God is doing things. I don't find it strange that the world is on punishment right now. That's what <laughs> I call it. Because some things have to get done and some things have to get completed. Amen. So I would just say, utilize this time because it won't be like this forever okay so um nisha why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people tell us about yourself well um my name is naisha bates um i have three children uh two biologically and one from my marriage and um i love the lord i love the lord i love love i love marriage and I was so honored when I was asked to be a part of this podcast because this is this is right up my alley. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like second nature to me. So I love it. I'm just excited about it. Yes. And you sound like a natural, too. You <laughs> sound like a natural. I know those voices when I hear it. I know an authentic sound when I hear it. And that is definitely you all the way. Yeah. So I love that you just tapped upon marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, listen, listen. I when I was seeking out um, for individuals to be on here, I just because right now God has me in this posture of how can we help single women mm -hmm. to remain in their waiting space until their husbands are released, which we know right now um, the husbands are being released. Amen. So Amen. This ain't gonna be this ain't gonna be no way to old day sixty days thirty years for marriages. God loves covenant. Amen. Right. So listen. With this authentic voice that we have on here today, y'all, I want y'all to begin to share, 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 share. Tag all your single friends, everybody. I just want y'all to hit them up like a fire and struck down your street. That's you know, right. whatever it is you need to do, because this is an alarm in this season, because we need us, the, you know, the single women to really understand what marriage really looks like. A lot of people don't like to talk the truth, but I love to hear about different um, people coming forth and talking about marriage because it's such a covenant, but there's also this for better, for worse. Yes. A lot of people don't understand that because you don't know what your marriage is going to look like Come after on, the right. wedding is over. Amen. Yes. Yes. So Nisha, I'm going to turn this over to you and however God leads you, you go on and flow. I'm going to sit back <laughs> and listen to you. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, um, as I, I first stated, um, I was married for 12 years and uh, was all 12 of those years beautiful? Mm -mm, absolutely not. Not at all. Um, the first three years of our marriage, it was it was difficult. We went through some things because we were learning each other. You know, most people get married with the whole concept of, oh, it's going to be roses. Everything's beautiful. But that's not the case. Um, you know, marriage takes work. It takes sacrifices. I mean, you're not going to always agree. You're not going to see eye to eye. But once you put God first and, and keep your family out your business, 
things will tend to turn around for you. And that's what happened with us. Um, you know, like I stated the first three years, it was a little difficult. I was like, Lord, I know you didn't send him for me. <laughs> this something ain't right, you know, but maybe I need to get a refund on that, that fee for the marriage license because this, this ain't it, you know. But at that time when I met my husband, he wasn't saved. And, you know, he was just this guy from Brooklyn, you know, with this Brooklyn attitude, like, you know, I'm the man, this, that, and the other. He talked loud and it was like, sir, can you bring it down? Um, I need you at a two. You at a 10 right now. And it was always like that with him. But once we got in tuned and we both decided to say yes to God and we both got saved, he was a totally different person totally different person so year four up until year 12 when he passed before he passed away it was like wow I was ready to walk away and give all of this up you know it was it was beautiful our marriage was beautiful we had times where we had to compromise we had to go without without our family knowing because at that point my husband was a very private man very private and he said, look, it's just me, you, and God. That's all we got. And it was that way. It, that That's all we had. He was a one. When I tell you wonderful, God blessed me. He really did. He blessed me with one of the jewels that it's, it's like he just picked it out for me. It's like, here you go. Now, now go find her. And he found me. <laughs> and it was beautiful. It, our marriage was beautiful. It was built on God. That was our foundation. And he once he got saved he was a totally different person he went from this guy that just you know hung out and and i was that wife at home you know because i was around my grandmother a lot and she was like you know you honor your marriage and i was very passive and like okay honey you know whatever i was a doting wife at home whatever you say no problem but once he got saved and he got his feet planted and he started running for God, it's like he never looked back. We could be, we went to the furniture store just to buy furniture. We wound up being in that furniture store for three hours. He talking to this man about God. And he would always say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't know my story or where I've come from. And he did not come from a place that was, you know, a two parent household or it was very, you know, favorable for him. He was in and out of foster care, mother on drugs and different things. But once he got saved, that relationship was mended with his mother. It made our relationship better. Um, it, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. So I tell all these single women that want to get married, don't be in love with the idea of getting married, because marriage takes work. After the dust settles and the honeymoon is over, that's when the real work starts. Like, what are you going to do when y'all have that disagreement and you don't want to talk to him, he don't want to talk to you? How can you be in the same household and y'all not talking to each other? You know what I mean? It, it can't It can't be that way. You know, I was always raised, you never go to sleep and not tell each other you love, you love one another. Never let the sun go down on your wrath is what the older folks used to say. And I picked up that trait. Even though I'd be mad, hot like fire. <laughs> don't want to talk I would still have to turn around and like I love you good night and say it with an attitude but I'm going to say it though and I meant it because I did because 
who's it? And my granny used to always say, you never know. One of you may not wake up, then what? You're going to remember that very last argument or disagreement that you had. And my husband used to always say, my wife and I, we don't argue. We just, we talk loud and we have, uh, we, we exchange words, but <laughs> we don't argue. I'm like, isn't that the same thing though? He's like, no, babe, no, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. So, you know, you, you never, and, and, and also be careful because nowadays you don't know what you're going to get. Not just with the COVID going on, but AIDS is real. You know what I mean? It, it's okay to be single and satisfied by yourself. It's okay. But if you're seeking a husband, then you need to seek God first because you don't need to be seeking him. You you need to let him find you. Like, don't go out in the store shopping looking for him. Let him find you. Because, I, you know, I, I don't want to start preaching, but you know, the word says, he that findeth the wife findeth a good thing and obtain favor with God. And you don't want to be looking for a man. Right. Don't, don't be looking for somebody else's neither. <laughs> You don't be looking for somebody else's either. You know what I mean? You you gotta be careful. Be careful for nothing. I mean, it's it's serious because you don't want to get in a situation like that and you wondering why this this marriage ain't working. We always fighting, we always arguing, and, and this is going on and that's going on because that that man don't belong to you. You know, you gotta be very, very careful and mindful of your options and your choices that you make. Have I always done everything perfect? Nope, not at all. Have I missed the mark? Yep. Mm-hmm. Probably still missing the mark. But you gotta be very, very careful when you're looking to get married. Now, once you get married, you're gonna lose some friends. I did. Because they felt as though I thought I was better than them and I couldn't hang out with them no more as late as I used to or we couldn't go out after work and hang out at the mall till the mall closed no more. Listen, I, I'm somebody's wife. I got to get home. I need to make sure my husband's dinner is ready. You know, and and they didn't understand that. So you're going to lose some friends, but it's okay. It's okay because if they was really your friends, they would understand and they would stick around and they would be there for you and help you get through that. But if not, hmm, it's okay. I feel as though I didn't lose anything. Once they was gone, it was like, whew. You realize how much you did for them. So now you got to put this energy into your marriage and making your marriage work. Yep. But um, that, I think that's all the advice that I have so far. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I am really over here tearing up and I have to say this. I don't do this a lot, but I can be a crybaby sometime, especially when things hit my heart the way that it did just now. Um because I literally feel like so many people need to hear this, single and married mm -hmm. people need to hear this. And in this economy right now, with what, what has taken place in 2020, it really is a eye-opener eye mm -hmm. for what you are saying. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have lost their marriages in this yes. COVID because they could not sustain. Mm -hmm. And what I like about what you said is that your foundation <laughs> was God. Mm -hmm. It was solid. Mm -hmm. What I also like about what you said is that your husband wasn't saved. And I need you to go back mm -hmm. to this because for some reason the Holy Ghost is like, look, here goes some arrows. I need you to stay right here real okay. quick. Because a lot of people, they have this thing where, oh, my husband has to be a preacher, mm -hmm. gotta be in the pulpit. Listen. 
where God sends you, it is for a reason. Mm-hmm. My God. And just because somebody's appearance is like it is, does not mean they're not called. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're not chosen. It doesn't mean they're not appointed. Because the ones that you're really looking mm-hmm. at that you think aren't those things, they really mm-hmm. are. Amen. Amen. You're right. I'm going to say this to you. Like, I need you to just tell me, like, well, not tell me, but tell the people that are listening because some people, um, I don't know why I'm seeing this in the spirit. I'm literally seeing women who feel like the the the, uh, the, the men that they have are not good enough or they're not the ones that everybody would have thought they would have ended up with. And these are, and, and what I'm seeing in the spirit is like powerful women of God. They're, 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 they're underdogs. They're, they're, they're ones that have authentic sounds like you would get overlooked and ain't nobody really paying attention. And then they have the same kind of spouse that's an underdog, oh, oh, underlooked, you know, and things like that. And it's, it's almost like, oh, this person needs to be like this. And I, I literally see these women kind of hiding these men because they're like, well, if they still, um, smoking a cigarette, then that don't mean God can't hmm. use them. I'm gonna need people to stop doing that. I'm really gonna need for people to stop doing that because just because you see this man of God, I'm mm-hmm. gonna say that smoke a cigarette does that take him out of the Father's mm-hmm. hand? Nope. No, it doesn't. Nope. So can you elaborate on that for me? Because I don't know why God is like literally showing me this in the spirit, like, and it's hitting home for me, definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. Um and. I just, I just need you to elaborate on that a little bit. Um, okay, Nisha. no problem. <laughs> I mean, you are so right because it, it, it's a stereotype. Like they have to look a certain way. They have to be a preacher. They have to do no, 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 no. When my husband and I first got together, he used to go to church in Brooklyn because his granny sent him to church. He had no choice, but he didn't know that a seed was being planted for his life. And when he and I got together, he's like, oh, wow, you know, you a church girl and, you know, you code your y'all real strict and this, that, and other. Yeah, that's okay, though. So I kept inviting him to church and he kept coming to church. Well, one day, this this gold teeth wearing, because he's from New York, so he had grips. And he felt as though I can't come to your church because, you know, y'all dress up all nice and I just got jeans and button. Listen, come as you are. Well, he kept coming as he was. He got saved. And when I say saved, he was set apart. He was plucked out from that group that he used to hang out with. He had no desire to want to run back and forth to New York to go out to the clubs while his wife was at home Saturday night, getting ready for Sunday school the next morning. He had no desire to do those things anymore. He wanted me to be up ironing his shirt and, you know, getting his stuff together for the next day so we could go to church together as a family. And once he started going to church and he got saved, it didn't stop there for him. He was always an extremist anyway in the streets. So when he got to, you know, on over to this side, he said, well, you know what? I want to find out about what this Holy Ghost is about. I I need to know what this thing is about. He said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to try God at his word. I'm going to pray. I want some suits. I want to look like the men up there. I want some suits. Okay. God started blessing him with suits than shoes and then it became out of control because I, I had to share a class with him at that point but he was not an ordained elder he was not an ordained preacher or anything like that but what he was was ordained by God and God called him to preach at such a young age 
and it was pre his pulpit was the classroom that he was in to his students he didn't have to go in the bible and go verse for verse and and say oh well this that's and thou and none of that no 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 he broke it down to them and he let them know where he came from and he also let them know look if god could do it for me he can do it for you he didn't just stop there no matter where we went he always shared the goodness of god and i'll tell you you know our whole marriage and his life was a testimony and it was designed by God specifically. The house that I live in right now, Christmas Eve will be one year that I have been living in this house. My husband and I desired to get a house. First one didn't go through. We was disappointed and he was like, God, why would you allow this to happen? God knew. So he prayed about it. We went to our realtor. She said, all right, we went looking again. This was in September of last year. We went looking again. We found this house. And we said, mm, well, maybe. When I walked in the door and I looked around, I said, honey, this is it. He said, are you sure? Now, I'm painting a picture for you. It was a ladder in the middle of the floor, dust everywhere, stuff, light fixtures hanging. Nothing was put together perfect, just like my husband. He wasn't put together perfect. He had some stuff that God had to clean up, just like this house. But when we got into this house, we went to close on the deal. The realtor and the broker at the time was saying, you know, this is nothing but a miracle. This house never even went on the market. This house belonged to my boss, which was my realtor. I said, well, you know what God has for you is for you. And I told my husband, if we get it, we get it. Everything was running smoothly until two weeks before we were to close. Things start popping up. Oh, you need this money. You need that money. You need to do this. You need to do that. We sat, we talked with the broker and he said, you know, I, I wasn't in because my mom is very ill. My husband said, can I pray for you, for your mom? He said, sure. If you think that's going to help. He said, listen, I know a man <laughs> and it's going to help. So he sat with the broker and we prayed with that man. We didn't think nothing of it. Time went on. The next week, everything was in. He said, all right, I got you clear to close. Everything's working smoothly. December 23rd, our realtor called us and she said, have you talked to the broker yet? My husband and I said, no, we didn't talk to him. Why? She said, I'm right now. I'm here at his Christmas party that he gives for the company. She said, that man donated $5,000 towards your closing. Hallelujah. He donated $5,000 towards your closing. We didn't even need the money. Did not Jesus. need the money at all. And he called my husband. He said, I just want to let you know, nobody but God could have done this. Now you're talking about a man that didn't even believe in God, didn't even serve God. He said, but now mm -hmm. I'm a believer. He wrote it out in the email. Now I'm a believer. His mother was doing well. Things was going well for him after that prayer. So I'm saying that to say this, things may look a little bleak, and everything may not look like it's picture perfect. He may not be that minister or that ordained elder that you think that he should be. But a license is just a piece of paper because when God calls somebody, <laughs> he puts them up, can't nobody else take them down. And that's how it was until the day that my husband died. Right before he went to the hospital the final time, he sat on the couch and he said, honey, I want you to put on TD, I mean, I mean uh, Bishop Patterson. I said, okay. Which one would you like to listen to? I want to listen to the story of Job. I said, okay. Mm. I put it on and I, I came upstairs and, you know, we waited for the EMTs and my husband let out this holler of hallelujah that is 
it's known all throughout our district, our jurisdiction, the church, because they say, oh, yeah, that's, that's Brother Jason up there. Because when the service would try to cool down a little bit, he it, it got good to it got way down on the inside. And he just released that hallelujah and everybody knew he was in the building. But I'm telling you, whew, just because you may think that they are not that elder or that minister that you think that they should be. Just allow God to use them and put them up front. Because my husband used to sit in the back like, oh, no, no, I don't want to be up front. I don't have on a suit. I don't have this. I don't have that. But what he had was something bigger than those clothes on his back. He had God and he had the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost, whoo, it'll keep you. It'll teach you. It'll guide you and lead you. And that's what happened to him. So it was easy for me to be submissive to a man that was submissive to God. Amen. Amen. I'm no, over I, here crying, y'all. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying because people really need to hear this. They need to hear of a a, um, a woman of resilience, even a man of resilience, because that's what I saw in the spirit on him is that he was a man of resilience. Anything that he could, anything he put his mind to, mm-hmm. or he set his mind to, he would go after it. And I and I I just thank you for ex- saying yes because I keep telling people it's mm-hmm. not about you. You know how many people that are mm-hmm. attached to you that are is looking for a lifeline to throw at them so they can just catch it and and go forth. And this this touched my heart so so much. It really did. And I've never Ooh. been teary eyed on my podcast <laughs> before, but I am today. I am teary eyed to, I don't even know, to a capacity like no other, because I'm just sitting up here like, God, you yes. are awesome. You are an awesome God. And so many people have counted yes. people out. They counted marriages out. Or and, and what I like about what you said is keep people out yes. of your marriage, because those are the things that can rip it apart. You know, and 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 I love how you mm-hmm. stood by him. I love how you accepted him at face value. You mm-hmm. didn't try to change him. You understood what it was to be um, a woman of God that had to go into Ooh. her prayer closet. Anything that you needed God to do in your husband, you took it to prayer. You ain't take it to his face because thing my spiritual mom used to tell me all the time shout out to her she would say to us all the married women don't y'all be sitting over there beating this man in the head just because he's not doing what you want him to do right now the encounter has to happen first there's an encounter with god that has to take place with that man or that woman before they can get into that your job is only to pray that's it and, and a lot of people do not understand this. I'm going to tell you this right now, Nisha. Listen, I'm so excited. I had just got through telling one of my spiritual sisters that I had saw in the spirit a conference for 2021. I saw a bunch of single women in there and I saw a bunch of married women in there. And I said, I Lord, I said, I see speakers coming in and pouring in and pouring in. And you know what the Lord just revealed to me on this podcast? Let me show you how God works a thing because I believe this is a divine connection. And you got to understand what God is doing in this hour. It is severe. God is saying, I need people to come forth. I need all these underdogs that was hiding in the cave to come out because people are looking for the authentic 
the authentic voices. They're not mm -hmm. looking for no sugarcoating. They ain't looking for no ones that want to be fake and false. No, he's not looking for that. God revealed to me, you should be one of the speakers for this conversation. Because I kept saying, I said, God, send the people. Who are they? Mm -hmm. I see the vision. Mm -hmm. I see it. There's so many marriages that are on ice. They drowning. They is drowning. And then there's a lot of single women that need to be poured into. They need to hear authentic stories like this so they can understand. Listen, you are the bride of Christ right now until your husband gets to you. That's who you submitting to. That's you praying for your husband ahead of time before he even right, get here. Right. You ahead of time right. before he even get here. <laughs> Amen. So I am excited. I'm excited. The more I kept listening to you, I said, ooh. I can see this lady. She <laughs> need to be in there. In there. Amen. So, Nisha, with with your story, I understand that um your husband yeah. has passed away. Can you take me down that road um briefly and just before the ones that may be listening because I'm trying to appear to all the ears that are going to hear this and that are listening now. Um, how how did that make you feel? Like what what was your your reaction to finding out that your husband, this man that you watched grow from point A to point B and something just happened um, in this marriage which caused your husband to pass away. What, what Lord, like explain that well, to me. It, it was definitely crippling at first um, because I had talked to him that Saturday before he passed. And he said, babe, I gotta go on this ventilator because I, I can't breathe. And I, I feel like I feel like I'm dying. And I said, what? Don't you say that. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You don't say that. And he said, well, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go on this ventilator. I won't be able to talk to you for a couple of days, but don't worry. My birthday is coming up. My birthday is Tuesday. I should be home by then. You know, you know what? We're going to have a good time. Just me and you in the house for my birthday. I said, okay, no problem. He said, all right, I love you. I said, wait, before you go, I'm going to pray. He said, okay, all right, babe. So I prayed. And after I prayed, the nurse said, wow, I felt better after that prayer. I said, well, good. You take care of my husband. She said, okay. I hung up the phone. He called me right back. He said, babe. I said, yes. I left the debit card in the checkbook. Make sure you pay the mortgage. I said, okay. Make sure you send my tithes in. I said, okay. And don't be late for church. I said, honey, church is on Zoom. How am I going to be late? He said, don't be late logging in. I said, all right, no problem. That Saturday, that was the last time I talked to him. Sunday, I called to check on him. Oh, he's doing okay. You know, this is happening. That's happening. Okay, no problem. So I called two, three times a day to check. That Monday I called, um, he had a bad night, they said, but you know, he was okay. So that Tuesday I called, it was his birthday. And I said, um, how was he doing today? And they said, oh, he's doing a little bit better today. Um, but you know, he had a bad night. I said, okay. That Wednesday morning I called it seemed like they had me on hold forever. No one would give me any information. They said, oh, the doctor's going to call you right back. Okay, the nurse calls me. She says, um, I'm just calling because I need permission to run a pick line because your husband is so swollen 
and we need to give him medication because his blood pressure is dropping. I said, listen, what are the side effects? So she ran through the side effects. I said, you do whatever you need to do to save my husband's life. And she said, okay. It's around nine o'clock in the morning. I sat there and I began praying. And I prayed, I didn't call anybody. I didn't call my mother, the kids, no one. I just prayed and I remember sitting there looking at the television I said "Mm -mm." it wasn't settling right in my spirit I felt like it was a tugging for me to call back call back at 10 o'clock uh the doctor's gonna give you a call back I said okay I'm waiting and waiting and it felt like the longest hour of my life I called back again um we're gonna have to give you a call right back listen someone needs to tell me what's going on okay we're gonna have the doctor call you right back doctor called me back Oh, hi, Miss Bates. I'm just calling. I'm the doctor who ran the pick line in your husband's neck. And, you know, um, it went in fine. I said, okay. Uh, yeah, um, we, we noticed that uh, the, ba- the bag was filling up with blood. So it was blood in his stomach. I said, okay. And we had to shock his heart twice. We did CPR for about 20 minutes. Okay and uh, we noticed blood was coming out of his mouth. Okay, how is my husband now? Um, I'm sorry, Miss Bates, Jason didn't make it. And I remember sitting there feeling nothing. It was like, I just replayed everything he said in my head again and again and again. And after a while, I remember him saying, hello, hello. And I said, um, how was Jason? He said, Jason didn't make it. I said, no, <laughs> no, no. And, and I remember feeling this feeling and I said, no, my husband is going to be okay. He said he was coming home and I know that he's going to be okay. He's a strong man. So unless I can physically come to the hospital and see him, I don't believe it. Well, Miss Bates, because of COVID, you're not allowed And I remember sitting there and I just stared at the wall. And he said, is there someone I can call for you? And I said, call his sister because I can't tell her. She'll tell his mom or whoever. He said, okay. And I remember hanging up the phone and I was like, it can't be true. No, it's it's, it's not true. and I called his mom and she lives all the way in Connecticut and and I remember telling her and it was like she dropped the phone I heard nothing and suddenly I just got sick really sick on my stomach and I was so nauseous and after I hung up the phone with her I don't even remember calling my daughter she said I did I don't remember calling my sister or my mom or anybody but I just remember sitting there looking at the wall saying God I, I know this isn't true it can't be true it, it, it no mm-mm. he said he was coming home that's what he told me and anything that he's ever told me he's always delivered on see I was a spoiled wife and my husband did any and everything for me gave me any and everything no matter how he had to do it he was going to make sure I had it so him telling me he was coming home I believed it so when they told me that he passed away I said, no, no, no. But not one time during that whole process did 
Did I blame God? Did I charge him foolishly and say, God, why would you do this? To None of that. I did say why, but I didn't, you know, curse God and say, you know, oh, I'm never going to, uh, you know, look to you again or anything. None of that. Mm-mm. I was like, God, what do I do now? That was my question. What now? God, you know the situation. You you know I'm a pretty much kept wife. <laughs> like, what do I do now, God? And at that point, God was like, I'm all you got. I'm all you got. You can't look to your husband now. So now you got to look to me even more. And I remember instantly in January and watch night service. I remember praying and saying, God, I want you to stretch me this year. I didn't tell him how. And I didn't think he was going to do it like this. But I said, God, I want you to stretch me more this year. I want to seek after you more. I want to just seek your face more. I want to do more in ministry. But I didn't think that God was going to do it like this. And at that point, I remember the night that he passed away. It was on a Wednesday, the day after his birthday. I remember my husband saying, don't be late for church. Wednesday night is our Bible class. I logged on to Zoom. And I remember just looking at the screen and I just took my picture, I just put my picture up and I'm just laying there, just listening to the whole lesson. And I logged off that night. I laid in the guest room because I was sleeping in the guest room at that point. I couldn't go to the master bedroom. I just couldn't do it. And I remember the kids being here. And I remember laying on the bed and I just cried myself to sleep. And I was like, God, I need you to help me because right now I'm in a place where I just can't get any peace and peace of mind is more important than anything. And God, I can't get any peace. I need you just to give me peace, please. I was pleading with God, please begging him, please. I just need peace. And I remember my baby girl, she, she was sleeping downstairs, her and my oldest daughter. And I would try not to cry because I didn't want her to hear me crying. She didn't want me to hear her crying. And I remember laying on the bed and we have a lab and my husband and I had this dog since he was three months old and he came upstairs and he laid on the floor next to the bed and he looked up at me then he walked out he walked to the master bedroom to the door because the doors were closed and he would just lay in front of the door he came back the second time and he sat up and he just looked and he was just looking up in the ceiling just looking back and forth and I'm looking at him and I didn't think anything of it. So the next night, I mean, the next morning, my baby girl came upstairs. She said, mommy, she said, I want to tell you something, but I don't want you to get scared. I said, yeah. She said, I was laying downstairs. She said, and I, I was crying myself to sleep and I was praying. I said, okay. She said, and I was praying, asking God just to let my daddy just come back just one last time, just to give you peace and just hug you so you could get some sleep. She said, and I opened up my eyes, mommy. She said, and I looked, and it looked like it was just a shadow just going up the stairs, and it stopped and looked back. She said, and after that, I didn't hear you crying anymore. You just went to sleep. I checked on you. You were sleeping. I said, oh, my God. That must be around the time when the dog was upstairs, and he was just looking around. He wagged his tail a little bit, laid down, and the dog went to sleep. The next night, my girls, you know, they said, Mommy, I'm going home to get clothes. I'm coming back. I said, okay. I remember sitting at my house at the desk. 
and I set all the alarms on the house and I heard doo -doo -doo, like someone was coming in the door and I called out for my daughters it wasn't either one of them I looked out the window I didn't see their cars so it wasn't them so I got the dog I said come on you coming with me we went downstairs looking around to make sure everything was locked up I checked the keypad alarm was still on came back upstairs I sat down and it did it again went back downstairs I looked again I called the alarm company they said Miss Beats we don't see anything wrong looks like everything's okay I said oh, okay I came upstairs and I sat down and I said honey I don't know if that's you or not but it scares me I don't want you to do that I'm okay with it I never heard that alarm do that again like it did that night and now this is my new normal. It is taking some getting used to because I'm used to that covering that I had. My husband was my covering, that was my rock. When things wasn't going right, when I was still working, I'll call him up. He said, we gonna pray about it. We would pray. We prayed together. Two nights before he got really ill the last time and went back to the hospital. He laid across the bed and we were watching television. And he said, turn the TV on mute, babe. I said, okay. He said, I just want to pray. I said, okay. And he began praying. And he got so deep into this prayer, he began speaking in tongues. And he said, you know, people are serving God for the wrong reasons. They're serving God because of what he can do for them, but not because of who he is. They better realize that Jesus is soon to come. It's no time to be playing around and playing games. And it's like he preached this whole sermon to me two days before he went in the hospital. It's like the Lord was preparing him to kind of prepare me for what was to come. Because I tell you, I think a week before that, I was in the kitchen and I was telling my mom, I said, mom, I just had this unusual burst of joy just come over me and I don't know what it is. And she said, oh, that's good. You better hold on to that. I said, I am. And it was like, God was just cushioning the blow. Like, listen, I'm gonna have to take him, but don't worry, I'm still here. So now at this point, all I can do is just look to God. Not just look to God, but look to God because he's my everything. I gotta look to him for financial advice, how to pay bills, how to do this, how to do that. When I tell you, my husband did everything. He did everything for me. I didn't have to worry about a thing. And it's like now that he's not here, I told the family, I said, listen, this right, mm -mm, I'll never do this again. Mm -mm, nope, never, uh-uh, don't want to be bothered. They better not look this way. I don't got nothing for them. <laughs> you know, I want to say you're young. God has not designed you just to be alone by yourself. I, my granny did it. Why can't I do it? She said, your grandmother was also older than you. No, it, it, that's not how it's going to be. Don't worry. God will send someone your way. But I feel like it's scary. Because I don't want to make the mistake of comparing them to him. And say, oh, mm, hey, don't do it like Jane. Mm -mm. Nope, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> because that could potentially happen. So I'm just going to sit back and wait and see what God has for me. Amen.
Amen. Amen. I am feeling inspired. Um, I've been crying probably the whole time you've been talking. And um, this has been a, I feel like this is a good healing session. It really is. Um, And I thank you, um, Misha, so much for really, really um, pouring out and being very transparent. I believe that so many people are going to reach out after this. I, I can see it because um, mm-hmm. this is what people need to hear. And you know, you never know what's gonna happen. And talking to you, it made me think about the play that mm-hmm. I wrote months before COVID. And I was like, God, why am I writing this? And he said, I need mm-hmm. you to write this. And the play is called wow. um, Lost in Love. And the play, uh, and I said, well, where are we going with this? So it's like literally God was showing me the vision before, while I was writing. I can literally see every scene inch by inch while I'm writing. And it talked about, uh, uh, you know, three women who were getting Ooh. married on the same day. They don't even know each other. And then an angel shows up and says, y'all three want to be married so bad. I'm getting ready to show you mm. ahead of time what's going to happen. Mm. And I'm going to leave ah, it at that. I'm ready for I'm it. I'm going to leave it right there. So when I'm talking, when I'm talking to you, it's reminding me why God gave me the purpose to write that play. And I never could understand why are you giving me this? And I kept telling one of um, you know, one of the um the ladies that works very close to me in my ministry, I said, oh, we got to get wedding dresses. It got to look like this. She oh like wedding dresses. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Like, I'm not playing. Right. I'm like, we got to bring this in. The Lord wants That's us right. to talk That's about right. this thing, okay? And I and it was right before COVID. He gave me this play and I wrote it and it's, it's sitting. It's sitting. And listening to your story, <laughs> I said, Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord have mercy. So I'm just, you know, I'm amazed and I just want to speak over you that God is not done with you. This is your season of come out and break out. God is going to use your testimony for the greater, the glory that is upon your life, that sits on your life. He is going to do miraculous things in your life. Your life has already been supernatural. In case you haven't noticed, your life has already been uh, designed in such a way that people are just like, what? Like, what? Like, for real. And I'm I'm telling you, um, it's so many women that needed to hear this that you just do not understand this. I'm telling you, this is like the best broadcast right now. And I couldn't be more excited to have um, been a witness to your testimony. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you um, going forth in this season because so many need to know. They need to know. Mm-hmm. They need to get the real. They need to get the yeah, raw yeah. truth. And that's you. That is That is you. So um, I thank you so much. But what mm-hmm. I want you to do is let everybody know mm-hmm. how they can find you. And if you have any new projects, anything you're working on, okay. let the people well, know um, about that. <laughs> I'll tell you. God, there's something else. I, after my husband passed away, I totally walked away from what I was doing. He and I was building a business, um, you know, doing shirts and cups and things like that, because that's what I just enjoy doing. So I have a, a Instagram page and it's Naisha uh, B. Blingy Things. 
and it's just a couple of different designs on there that I have like with the shirts and cups and my husband was a, was big at he was my biggest cheerleader so he pretty much did the advertising for me um, but that's pretty much what I have going on now now I'm going back into it um, I have been doing like designing like the face mask and things like that um, but you can find me there you can find me at Miss um, underscore Kojic on Instagram as well um, but that's that's all I have going on right now. I'm just trying to get in position to do whatever it is that God wants me to do. Um, you know, one of the mothers at my church said, your hands are blessed. You have to use them. And I've been shying away from that because, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And my mother says, you can't keep running away from this thing, girl. You better just do it. If God gave you, and you got multiple talents, why are you not using them? says you know what i don't want to waste them so i'm, I'm getting back into this thing and i'm gonna do it full force because i mean god bless me with these hands i'm gonna use them amen amen i also see oh jesus i literally see you talking to a group of women that have lost their spouses wow. that's heavy wow because what you have, the anointing on your life, is it's basically like a healing group. That's what I see. I see a healing group for you. And I see you being the, the, the person that's going to help these women to overcome, to bring them back to life. Because a lot of them may have died. Something in them yeah. died when their husbands went away. I literally see this group happening for you. And I want to say for you to trust God in this season and go forth in what he tells you to do. I, I accept it. I receive it. Amen. Amen. This will not be the last time That's anybody right. hears your voice. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. So um, I'm feeling led to pray us out. That's what I'm feeling led to do. So I'm just going to go with Holy Spirit because I don't right. rock by my rules. <laughs> I rock by his. And that's why I keep telling people this podcast is a whole nother something else. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to just start putting on the um <laughs> on flyers. Uh, enter at your own risk. That's, that's right. what I'm going to say. <laughs> So, um, so Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for this podcast for today, Lord God. We thank you for everything that you are doing. We praise God for this vessel, Lord God, that you have brought forth on today. We bless her, Lord God. From the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, we just thank you for how she has been so transparent, so open, Lord God, in her story, Lord God. And I speak blessings upon her life and upon her family's life on today, Lord God, that she will continue to do what you tell her to do, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We pray a hedge of protection over her right now as we... Um, allow you to continue to work in her to do the things that you're asking for her to do going into this new season. So we thank you for the people that are listening under the sound of our voices right now that somebody was moved, convicted of the heart. Somebody had a, a moment of transparency. Somebody had a moment of understanding, Lord God. So we pray that this podcast reaches far globally, Lord God, to your people, the ones who are assigned to hear this on today. We pray that it reaches them like never before. And we pray that the people that are supposed to come for her in her ministry that she will birth out, Lord God, we call it forth right now. We command it to come forth right now in the name of Jesus. So we just thank you, Lord, for all that you have done on today. We thank you, Lord, for the ears that are hearing, the ears that are being pierced, Lord God. We thank you right now on today. So in the mighty name 
name of Jesus we pray. Amen. (laughs) So thank you again, Nisha Basin. You know we're going to stay connected even after this. And for all of you guys that were listening, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel amazing in my spirit. I feel like I can run through the house. I feel like all of that all in one. Um, This is yes. the best Thanksgiving <laughs> aftermath. <laughs> so this is, this is great. So I want you guys to share this um, with everyone you know. Um, somebody needs to hear this testimony on today. And remember, you guys continue to follow the Face and Purpose um, podcast show page. Um, if you guys, if you're a woman and you're listening to me right now and you're saying, I have a testimony, you want to be a part of a ministry that's going to help you grow and help you keep going in God, that will be Tears of Purpose Monologue Ministries. You can actually find that at www.tearsofpurposemonologueministries.com. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, you simply just email me at barnettlakia at gmail.com, lowercase, all lowercase letters, and I will be glad to bring you on. So we thank our guests today and you guys, peace, love, and blessings, and you all have a good day. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Facing Purpose Podcast. It's been a minute. I have been chilling in the cut, but I am back. So thank you so much for your love and support, all the likes that I've gotten from this podcast. Hopefully something that you've heard helped you out along the way. And I am super excited about what is happening. So y'all in Washington, D.C., I'm here now. This is where I reside, y'all. It looks like fall today. Rain. Looks like it's been raining all night. Leaves on the ground. Such pretty leaves, by the way. They are falling, falling, falling from the tree. So clearly, we know that fall is on the way. Literally, actually, five days away. So how do you guys feel about that? So when you're listening to this podcast, make sure... Um, as I'm posting this on all the social media sites or wherever you're going to listen to this from, you make sure you put your comments in the section and let me know about how you feel about the fall coming. So that means that we have gone into another season, okay? That means that we are no longer walking around without shorts and stuff all on. None of that, because guess what? It's time to bring out the leather jackets. It's time to bring out the boots. Y'all know how y'all women and stuff like to do it. Bring out those jeans, them old pair of jeans that you went wore in months and start getting your fall attire together. So I want y'all to post some pictures. Like I want to see some great looking outfits. What do you typically wear when the season change and fall comes in? What do you usually put on? What is your go-to outfit when the fall comes? What are you wearing, ladies? So I want to see your pictures. So make sure you post them on the Facing Purpose show page. Okay, or anywhere that you're seeing this, just start dropping photos and we're going to see who got the best outfit. I love this. Okay, so let's just get in tune with each other. Maybe we can give each other some um, ideas about what outfits to wear for this fall. Like some of you are fashion gurus, so y'all need to step it up. Some of you guys have very creative minds. So why are you not using what God has given you to help others? Okay. 
And then for some of y'all, it is time to clean out the closets. I know I'm going through my clothes and we about to have us organizing party. Okay. Cause some things gotta go. So, you know, when the seasons change, you start thinking about, okay, I didn't had this for too long. You don't want to start hoarding stuff. So you got to just get in the phase of cleaning, cleaning, organizing. Cause you know, the holidays are going to be coming soon. So y'all. Come on now, give us some tips and tricks and show us what outfits you guys can put together and let's help each other out. So, anywho, I'm praying that everyone is doing fantastic. How is it going with the kids going back to school, pandemic still happening, okay? And we have some kids that are in school and we have some kids that are homeschooled. What are your thoughts about that? For me, I definitely think. That is what your household, (laughs) your household is doing. You know, I don't like to just keep having this little conversation about, oh, I would do this. I would do that. No, no, no. I think that this is a fair game across the table that I think whatever works for your household is what works for your household. Everybody can't do the same thing. Okay. So just like these seasons change, everybody's not going to be wearing the same thing. Everybody ain't going to be looking alike. Some people might decide to cut their hair off. Some people might decide to grow it out. See, this is what I'm talking about. See, you got to understand that when the seasons change, hair change, clothes change, all of these great things happen. Same thing with this pandemic. You just got to learn how to adapt to what is happening around you and make it work for you and your house. That is a word for somebody. Make it work for you and your house, okay? So we ain't got time to be pointing fingers talking about what you shoulda, coulda, woulda, and who woulda did what. It don't even matter. It's just like whatever works for your house. So when somebody start talking to y'all about this, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take this advice and say, you know what? You know what? Okay? No, you gotta say it just like this. You know what? So they can make sure you're hearing all the pronunciation that you're going to say. I'm doing what's best for my house. That's your response. You ain't even got to go into a whole sentence. See, some of us be trying to seriously go there. And it's no reason. Just say what works for my house. It's going to work for my house. You know what I'm saying? So that's a little note for everyone who's listening who sometimes let their mouth (laughs) and their mind go in different places. And we entertain some of these, you know, these spirits that like to come through folk. Okay. So we ain't got time for that. New season. Things are changing. God is moving. We don't have time. Just respond. What works for my house is going to work for my house. I'm doing what works for my house. Okay. So that's your response. When somebody try to come up to you with all that mess, that's what you need to say. Okay, so I just helped somebody. About four, five, six hundred of y'all. Okay? <laughs> so, I was sitting here thinking, and you guys, <laughs> the Lord is so funny. I want you to understand that he's so funny. He's actually hilarious to me. And I think that the way he talks and he speaks and he communicates to each of us is very different. Just like the seasons, right? Just like the seasons. Things happen in the seasons. Things change. We change everything changes. But with God, he's He's unchanging. But I love the way he communicates and how he gets our attention when he needs to get our attention. So I was just talking to my baby boy, my middle son, and he, he started doing edits. Him and my oldest son, they have gotten into this creativity thing where they edit videos. And how many of you understand that your children will find what 
you know, what really piques their interest, what really sets them off a way for their creativity to shine. And they love editing videos. It might not sound like much to you, but I need you to catch the message that I'm trying to say through the revelation that I caught from this. But he ran to me and his dad and he said, mommy, dad, look at this. And I'm like, son, what's up? Like, what we looking at today? Because it's always something. Mommy, daddy, look at this. And I'll be like, what is it this time? Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all got children and grand folks running around. Okay. So he says to me, he said, mom, guess what I did? I have 1,351 views on my edits. I said, who? That's what I said. Did y'all hear what I said? I said, who got that many? Not you. And he said, yes, I do. And his brother was even excited about this. He was like, Jermail, like this is what's up. You got a lot of views. That means people is paying attention to what you're doing. Listen, if the children can grasp, if I get a certain niche, a certain something that I'm good at, and if I really stay consistent at this thing, we can make something work. How is it that the children grasp this stuff and us grown folk, it take us millions and millions of years, about 16 decades, full nose, 1300 yeses to get it. God is saying so clear. This too can be some of you. If you only stick to the blueprint and you only stick to being consistent because that's what it's about. When you find your niche and you find something that you're good at, not something that you ain't good at now, wait a minute, let's back this up. Now you stick to the gifts that the Lord has given you. Okay. He has given many of us many, many gifts and looking at my sons and how they have found something that they've enjoyed because they're very musically inclined like me and their dad and music all of that great stuff runs in my family we can't help it it's like an infectious disease it's just everywhere you know whether people are using it or not it's there okay so it's really in our family line it's in our genes you know somebody's doing it you know whether they sitting on it or not is there so Looking at them and the excitement that they had when they came to me and their dad about something they found that is enjoyable. Okay, now most boys, uh, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, most boys ain't sitting here thinking about no edits or none of that. Okay, not around 14, 11, 12 type situations. You know, some folk, no. Um, don't get me wrong, they are boys for real, but they are, they're into sports, but they found something else other than sports that grabs their attention, you know, that that is uh, um, entertaining to other people. And most of these people, it may be weird to us looking from the outside, like, why would people enjoy watching edits? You just never know. But here's a business tip that I've learned. When you have a niche, you got to break it down. Don't just say, oh, I want to, ride bikes and make this a business like okay what about riding bikes what, 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 what else we got keep breaking it down until you really start to find out what is needed out there okay I've learned that you may even have to google up some stuff find out how many times people type in <laughs> riding bikes okay how many times do people type in dancing or 
um, online tutoring. Find out. And what these children did at the ages that they are is they really found out what is so special about editing. And there are a lot of people in the world who just like it for entertainment. It's a comfort to their heart. They enjoy watching the vi different videos transform into different things and the music that plays. It excites people. And these children found that out and they took it and they ran with it. And because he kept being consistent now the results are coming in. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? This is for somebody. I need you to catch this story. I might sound like I'm playing, but I'm so serious. You have to understand that once you find what you are good at and what you are supposed to be doing, now you have to put the work in and stay consistent. Now you have to show up on a daily basis and let people know, hey, this is what I do. You can't take no breaks when you are trying to crack open some barriers. You can't take no breaks when you need people to take you seriously in what you do and actually pay attention to your product or your service or whatever you're offering. Something like what my sons have found that was so common to the world. And they found out that just with a little bit of consistency, we can make something happen. And what it did was on the flip side of this thing is that it caused my boys to actually feel encouraged and inspired and want to do more and want to push because they seen only a little bit of results of it. But to, to them, that's a big deal. 1300 folk then watch this thing in about three days. Are you serious? That's a big deal. Okay. That is a big deal. And I love to hear this. I love the fact that my children understand the power of words. They understand the power of what comes out of their mouth. So if I say I'm going to get 13K, oh, I'm going to get 13K. That's what they say. They've been saying it all over the place. Oh, we're going to make 13K. People going to know who we is through this, this editing thing that we didn't picked up. And if they too, as children, can speak it out of their mouth, what is wrong with us adults that's been here longer than them? Why is it that this new, this generation of our, our beautiful children can understand that if I speak a thing, it's going to come true? Eventually, it got to come to pass. Amen. As long as it's in the will of God, let's start there. Will of God. But as long as we speak a thing and we speak as though it already happened, which they are doing, I'm telling you, your season this time will be a little different than your last seasons. Okay. So I need you to catch what I'm saying. This is real here. And it really had me thinking like, wow, hmm, you got to stick to what you know. Stick to what you're good at. Stick to the gift that God has already, because see, he's already giving you this thing. Whatever that thing is, he's already given it to you. So you just have to stay consistent, strategize. And these children are learning strategy. They're learning how people are responding, what to do next. They're learning this at a very early age.
And what I like about these, my children, is that one thing I've noticed is that, that my older son does the same thing. And he found out that his little brother has gotten very good at doing this thing. And what he did was he encouraged him to keep going. And he also congratulated him. Y'all catching what I'm saying? Ooh, ooh, we didn't hit a point in this message. He didn't congratulated him and he's encouraging him. Some of us don't like to congratulate folk. We like to harbor these feelings of resentment and jealousy and envy. And baby, let me tell you something. In this season, you won't be able to do that and think that you're going to come to God with your hot mess of a self and say to him, oh, God, I need you to do this for me when he can see clearly you're harboring jealousy for your neighbor because they got a brand new house and you didn't. Oh, did we just say that? Oh. I'm giving y'all some real lesson here. If a child can go and acknowledge that, oh, my brother has found his niche. He has found his something, something that makes him happy, Jesus. I'm going to congratulate him and keep pushing him at what he does so he can continue to get better, continue to stay consistent, continue to see the results. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? This thing then got real. You cannot sit around your family members and sit around your friends and uh, folk, your girlfriends, and you envy and you're jealous because something did not happen for you at the moment that you wanted. It maybe was not your time nor season for that to happen, but what you should be doing is congratulating. Amen. Okay. Pin drop. <laughs> nothing. No noise. Nobody's saying nothing. Okay. You have to just understand that this is a real situation, real situation, right? I'm giving y'all a real situation. He congratulated him, pushing him to do more and greater than what he's already done. So I'm telling you with all of your envy, all of your jealousy, all of your, oh, I'm not telling her congratulations. She thinks she all that now because she didn't got this new position at this job. And I've been sitting here working for 18 years and I ain't getting nothing, baby. And you're going to keep sitting there for another 18 years until you get the heart posture correct. Okay. And you get this stuff up out of your heart. Just like the seasons, like I talked about in the beginning of this podcast, just like the seasons that change outside, we are now going into the fall. The leaves are falling. So pretty, by the way. Okay, need I remind you how pretty these things are? Listen to me. Just like how you got to go organize your house and move things around, shift stuff out because the seasons are changed. Same thing with this. It's no different. Apply it to your life and watch what happens. It's no need to hate. It's no need to hate, boo-boo. It's no need. We all going to come up. We're all going to eat at this big feast table that the Lord has placed before us because we can, because we have inherited what belongs in the kingdom and it's ours. Amen. But you can't get what you need if you don't clean up some of this mess. That is stagnating you and crippling you to move into your new season. So just like the fall, things change colors, things shift, they move around, things happen. But we have to stay consistent no matter what. And we have to just make sure that we're not in a posture that God can't give it to us because 
we ain't trying to clean up our heart. We not trying to remove the fact that, oh, okay, I might got a smidge of jealousy for such and such. He needs you to get it together. So I use this revelation with my children because I love talking about real things. Like I'm not about to sit up here and make it up, baby. That's too much energy for that. Okay. Too much energy. So I need you to really take what I'm saying from this revelation and know your season, your timing, know your niche. Okay. Know your niche, know what you can do and what you can't do. The Lord did not call you. If he did not call you to be over there singing, singing, don't you do that. Okay. All right. (laughs) Don't you do it. If he did not call you to go over here and craft and knit up some sweaters and baby clothes in this season, don't you do it. Because listen. God puts a grace on everything that he anoints you to do. And you need to understand where your niche is. You need to understand how to break it down, how to really work this thing in this season. Just like those two little boys of mine, y'all got to do the same thing. Take a page out they book, okay? Y'all better start listening to these children. Pay attention to these children. Don't y'all start sleeping on these babies because they're young. And you say, oh, they ain't been around long enough to tell me what to do. I'm grown. I'm gonna need you to get out of that religious mindset and begin to hear what the Lord is doing and hear and see what God is doing in the midst of our children. We can learn a thing or two from these babies. I bet you if you put them kids up there and let them just talk, you'll learn so much. My God, you will learn so much from these babies. So I'm going to need you to get your fall season together. Get it together. Get it together. Learn just like they did. If one is soaring, congratulate. Because guess what? It got to trickle down because they're connected. They're both doing the same thing. But okay, so what? One took off more than the other. Hear me when I'm saying this. As long as he is congratulating and being the support system in the background, God is going to quickly now show up for him because God just wanted to test and see, are you going to be jealous and envy because your brother got more likes and views than you and y'all doing the same thing? It don't even make a difference because there's a special grace on both of them. And it's a timing for both of them. Hear what I'm saying. Y'all better catch this right now. There is a timing in a grace and a timing in a grace. I'm say this again, that God is going to do it. And how you know God ain't watching you and how you react. How do you know that? Because he is. <laughs> For some of you, here's what the broadcast says. Oh, good morning. This is a test. This is what some of y'all answer machines in the spirit is saying in the morning. Okay. So I need you to pass it. <laughs> So I hope and pray that this revelation helped you like it helped me. Can y'all tell I'm excited? I'm excited. This is my excited voice. (laughs) So good. So good. I'm telling you, it's just humorous. But yes. So anywho, I am back and I am going to be looking for some fabulous guests to join me on my podcast. So I will be making all types of posts on my social media sites, of course. And I want you guys to be a part of my private paid membership group. Okay, let me announce this. Okay. And I want to teach you how to have your own private paid membership group. Some of y'all are like, what? What? 
what? Lakita, what in the world are you talking about? Some pride, some, <laughs> some paid private Facebook group. Of course, that's what I said. You know, you got to educate folk. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be starting. I'm ending my first class on September the 20th. I have been going strong um, since August the 20th. And I've been just dropping little dime bombs that I have learned along the way. So if you want to learn how to have your own private paid membership group right there on Facebook, (laughs) right there on Facebook or Zoom, your choice. Okay. Let's not leave it out there. Um, but yeah, you can have it too. And you can learn all of the things that goes along with that. And the keyword is your niche. <laughs> the keyword is your niche. So if you want to be connected to that, I am starting to get this stuff done immediately to fill up for the next class. Maybe we can do 10 spots that I'll open up. And so you'll inbox me on Facebook or below this, this podcast when it posts, um, and let me know you're interested. Okay. Come with an open mind and be ready to learn. Okay. And the same kind of humor that you're getting right now, oh, you're going to get it. Cause this is how I am. Okay. So if you can't handle all the humor that the Lord has gave me in my bubbly personality, then this ain't, I ain't for you. You understand what I'm saying? And that's another subject we could talk about. Just knowing who for you, who called to you, who ain't, you know, some folk ain't called to you and it's all right, but we're going to talk about that on another podcast. Okay. So you can inbox me or you can email me at barnettlakia at gmail.com and make sure you put in the subject line, paid membership group so I can know what you're talking about. Okay. Cause I get many, any emails. So I don't, you know, we don't want that. And other things that I want to let you know about is my meet and greet that is happening tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listen, somebody saying meet and greet, meet and greet. Listen, about to be dope. If you're a woman, okay, and this is going to change in the near future. So I need to try to get with this. I <laughs> Get with the move of God and the season change. Okay, listen. If you are a woman and you're saying to me, huh, I want to network, I need some praying partners, I need to get my life together, I don't know who I am, uh, purpose, mm, don't really know that either, um, I, I need to get connected around positive women, people that are going to push me, uh, help me, uh, if you're ready for leadership, if you're ready for oh, the whole nine yards, just a whole bowl of gumbo of stuff, and you are ready to tell your story, number one, and do it in such a way, okay, in such a way that is really going to intrigue people. Um, let's start by saying this. If you uh, would love to act, <laughs> if you're really bubbly like me, you have a personality, you love doing skits, you love telling stories, you love to see this stuff. Oh, this is definitely for you because Tears of Purpose is definitely a theater for the kingdom. Hear me when I'm saying this, okay? A theater for the kingdom. So if if, if any of these things that you saw yourself in, I need you to go to my email at RSVP today. This will be going down at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. Meet and greet where you will meet me and you will meet some of the team. Um, and we will show you the reason why you need to be connected to Tears of Purpose because we're going to be like a whole franchise. Pop, 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 everywhere. Just everywhere in every city. You've seen Avon and all them big places. All that stuff. Everywhere. Okay. We are raising up women 
and we are raising up <laughs> people that are ready to go hard in the kingdom. This is a faith-based organization. So mm, that is a good key and clue whether you fit or not. Okay. So I want you to really take what I'm saying and make a move. It's like chess. <laughs> make a move. Okay. Make a move. Um, you can no longer stay in the place that you're in, the mindset that you're in. You need to be around people that are going to push you to your destiny and your purpose. I just want to say real quick, shout out to my spiritual covering and pastors. <laughs> of Patrice Davis, Prophetess Patrice Davis and Pastor Glenn Davis, my C2S family, my sisters in Christ, even my ministry, Tears to Purpose, Monologue Ministries. I'm telling y'all, I'm in triple excited about what God has placed in my life and what he's placed upon my hands. And I have to tell you, you have to have the right people in your corner to help you um, during the biggest fight of your life. And during the, the biggest challenges of your life, you need these people. You need people like that. So if you're under the sound of my voice and you know you have a decision that you need to make, move fear out the way and let's roll. <laughs> let's roll. So either announcement that I've made and it feels like it connects to you, please. And if you um, are looking for a life coach, you know, not just a life coach, I'm not just, just a life coach. You know, I do lots of things, okay? I wear many hats. And here's the thing. If you're looking for coaching and you're really trying to find out about your identity and purpose and really trying to get goals and things set in place, you can definitely email me. Um, I have a coaching sessions, five weeks that you get to work with me one-on-one -on -one and we get to dig in and get stuff together. So come on, invest in yourselves, number one, invest in yourselves and um, let's go higher in this new season of the fall. Okay. And also I have another show where I am looking for um, people who are in the faith-based Christian movie arena if you have a christian video faith-based video music videos and you're trying to get your music out there we have slots on this new show that i'm going to be um launching um where it will just showcase your your faith-based music videos it will showcase your faith-based movies so if you know film producers if you know people that are in that industry that are looking to promote their movies and their um, faith-based videos and things like that and plays you guys need to connect with me as well through that same email and we have a slot you pay for your airtime monthly which will be $75 which is not bad and it will be aired in 177 countries weekly so you need to jump on board we are picking people first come first serve so your stuff will be in rotation every month and I need you to send me your bios and you know all of your information on how people can contact you about what you're doing um because I think that God is really highlighting. He's really highlighting the creatives. I've been saying that for a while. He's highlighting you. Um, so even if you are um, painters and you you have or praise dancers, things like that, um, and you have content that you want to be showed, please submit it. Um, you need to pay your $75 um, again, that is for your airtime to cover you being on the air monthly. 
um, and let's make it happen. And we're going to open. It's going to be like a live Netflix, a live Netflix. Some of y'all pay for Netflix every month. Some of you guys pay for it every month and you're watching all of this various stuff. But for me, it's not enough of faith-based stuff on television. And I'm going to be the one to make, get this network rolling so we can start shedding light on what God is saying and what God's heart is. Okay. So help me do that. Spread the word, praise dancers, um, faith-based rappers, singers, poets. You guys need somewhere to share your content. So pay the $75 for your airtime, get your slots, and we'll help you guys push out your content monthly. Okay? It's real simple. It is real simple, nothing to it, no gimmicks, no nothing. We just want to make sure that we have a space for our faith-based holy, holy folk to have a place to for the creatives, okay? All right, so that's my time, y'all. I'm getting ready to do some mommy stuff while the kids are gone. So I need you guys to make sure that you like this podcast. Also, you know, share it. Share it with your friends or family, enemies, wannabe friends, sometime friends. I don't know who you about to share to, but just share it. And if you want to be on the show as a guest, I would love to have you. I am looking for various different topics. So whatever it is you specialize in, we can make it happen. I'm the real on the real. I don't sugarcoat nothing. We're going to get on here and we're going to talk about it. Okay. Facing purpose is the name of this podcast. And that's what I intend to do. We facing purpose out here. So whatever that looks like for you, let's have a conversation. You can also email me at Barnett Lakia if you want to be a guest. And if you want to donate and see my podcast growing, you guys, all you, the donation is only $10 to donate to this podcast, to keep it going, to keep it moving, for me to keep doing what I'm doing. That's all it is, is a simple donation. So I thank you guys so very much for listening to my voice <laughs> to this podcast. So again, sharing is caring. I love you guys with the love of Christ. I'm out at 5,000.